Welcome to the Moonlight of Emuna, Parshas Tzav, Purim. This week's learning should be a schus for a full shlema for Chanamash, Bas Vilcha, Ratz, Bas Rochel, Shmuel, Shane, Zalmin, Chavachava, Menachem, Mordechai, Ben Ophir, Chai, Bas Tova, Fran, Ben Yafa, Michaim, Ben Sara, Chama, Per Malkalea, Bas Chana, Saral, and Lil Nishmas, Henya, Bas Yechil, Mechel. So I'm sitting here recording this the night before Tainus Esther. Uh, tomorrow night at this time we'll be landing the Megillah. And this week's parish is Parsha Tzav, so let's see if we can find some kind of a connection between these ideas and something that we could we could learn from. In Megillus Esther, in Perak Tes, Pasuk Chavches, there's a Pasuk that says, these days of Purim, they will never pass from, from amongst the Jewish people. And there's a very interesting Medrash that you've probably heard, but uh, I don't know if we focused on this. It says in, in, in the Medrash, All of the Yom Tovim will eventually be nullified, but the days of Purim will never be abolished, will never be nullified. We'll always have Purim. Even when Mashiach comes, we're going to always have Purim. And the Medrash goes on to say maybe some others won't also, but that's the first statement of the measures that that uh, that Purim will never be abolished. And the Rambam says something similar about the Megillah itself. The Rambam says that Kol Sifrei Neviim v'Kol Aksuvim Asimli Batel, all of Neviim and Ksuvim. You're going to have Chamisha Chumshatar that will be around forever. But the Neviim and Ksuvim will be Batel Yemaisa Mashiach when Mashiach comes. Chutz Megillas Esther, except for Megillas Esther, Harei Kayemes Kechamisha Chumshatar. It'll be, it'll survive, it'll stay around. Like the five books of the Torah, uh, that, that, that's what the Rambam says. So we have to understand what is it so special about Purim and Megillah. All of the Yomim Tevim, all of the Yomim Tevim are going to be bottled, are going to be nullified. Right, we're not going to have Pesach. Okay, there, there's some other midrash maybe that don't agree with that, but we're according to this midrash, we're not going to have Pesach. We're not going to have other other Yamim Tovim. We're not going to have Shavuos. We're not going to have Sukkot. But Purim is going to stick around. We're also not going to have Yeshua Shaftim, Malachim Aleph, Malachim Beis, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Beis. We're not going to have any of the books of the of of, of Nach except for Megillah Esther. So, what is it about these two things about Purim and the Megillah that we're going to read tomorrow night? What is it about these things that that are so special that these will survive Mashiach? survive a time when we don't need all of the things that we need today. So there's obviously something about Purim and the mitzvah of Megillah that we that we that we need to understand that this is something different than other mitzvahs. So the Rambam, we'll quote the Rambam again, who when he talks about the mitzvah of Megillah, he says, Vitsibu Likrasa we're supposed to, we're commanded to read the Megillah at its time, to remember the praises of Akshem, and the salvations that he did for us. So that we could bless and, and praise Hashem, so we can make known to the future generations. It's true what Hashem uh, promised us in the Torah, and he quotes the pasuk in Dvarim, Perak Dalad pasuk Zayin, Kimi Goy Godol, who is a great nation, Hashem loyally Kim Kroiv May Love, that Hashem is so close to them, Hashem Lekenu to Hashem our God, Bechol Korenu I Love, anybody who calls Him. That's the language of the Rambam. So Rambam says that the mitzvah of of, of Mikra Megillah is to remind us that Hashem's Hashem answers those who call out to Him, and Hashem's salvation is always near. And the Rambam highlights that this is the purpose of the mitzvah of Megillah, that everybody should know, that every gener- every future generation should know that Hashem is close to those who call out. That by way of tefillah, Hashem, Hashem promises, promises us that He'll listen to us. And we, we, we are promised, we are guaranteed that we, we, we will be saved, that we will see salvation. 
I saw in the uh, in the Gilean Torah Habitachon, he says that the Briskarov said about this that he understands from this Rambam the words we say after the Megillah Chua Sam Hayisalanetzach that the salvation right we sing in in Shreishanis Yaakov we sing Chua Sam Hayisalanetzach that the salvation was was eternal the Tikvasa Mechol Darvedar the hope was in every generation Lohidia to let it known Shakol Koyvechol Loyevoshe that all those who who hope it to Hashem will never be embarrassed what does that mean that the entire purpose, we read this after the Megillah, because the entire purpose of the of the Megillah is so that we should come to the recognition and to let everybody know, all the future generations, that those who help those who hope in Hashem twice the lush of Lanetzach, this idea of eternal, right? That we will never be embarrassed for trusting in Hashem. And that is the whole purpose of Purim. That, to know that Hashem listens to our tefillahs and what Hashem promises in the Torah, Kimigo Gadol, and 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 that, that pasuk finishes off, Bechol Karenu Elav, that Hashem is close to all those who call out to Him. This is the essence of Purim. The idea of Purim is to know that we dive into Hashem, we call out to Hashem, Hashem answers us, Hashem listens to us, and He brings from the altar of Kelm. The altar of Kelm said, if we look at the story of the uh, of the Megillah, right? If you see what happened, that Esther. Esther was taken to Achashverosh, to this low life, to this... Achashverosh was not a good person. It's not somebody that anybody would want our daughters to marry or our sisters to marry. She was taken to his house. And you know how long she was there before the story of Purim unfolded? She was, she was, married, uh, she was married in the seventh year of Achashverosh's reign. Right? And Haman's was in the 13th year of Ahasuerus' reign. Haman's, Haman's Geirul, Haman's lottery, and when Esther had to get involved was six years later. For six long years, Esther lived in this, in this disgusting place, in a place that she wanted no part of. This is someone who, at least according to some opinions, was married to Mordechai Hatzadik, the Rosh Sanhedrin, the great, the, the, the God Ladar. And she was taken to this disgusting place, and for six years, she didn't see any development of anything happening. For six years, she, she, she sat there in Ahasuerus' palace, she had no idea how this was going to unfold. And the Megillah is coming to tell us that she never gave up hope, right? That Esther was, and, we, and, and it's teaching us, Shekol Koyvecho, all those who hope in you. For six long years, Esther was there hoping for the salvation, to see what the purpose was uh, of this terrible situation in her life. We'll never be embarrassed, we'll never be, we'll never be shamed by the fact that we hoped in, a, in, a, in, uh, in Hashem. And when the story of Purim started to unfold and Haman got Ahasuerus to sign over the Jewish people's destiny in his hands, it looked like there was no hope, right? They, had, they, they knew that they had Esther in the palace. They knew that Mordechai was a high official. And they saw that things were going badly. They didn't see any, any realistic hope of anything changing. But they didn't give up hope. They helped in, to Hashem. They fasted. They davened. And they knew that Hashem would save them. And that's the message of the Megillah, that every single person, every year of Purim, that we have to, that we have to incorporate and we have have to embed into our psyche that we have to recognize this is the message of the Megillah. This is the message of the Megillah for us and this is the message of Purim for us that we have to know that Hashem is always listening to us and even if we don't see it right away and maybe we don't even see it, we won't even see it in our lifetimes but we have to know that every single daven, tefillah that we say to Hashem, every time we daven, that is that, that goes into the register and Hashem is answering us and Hashem is creating salvations.
In a few hours, we'll start Titus Esther. And we have to discuss, which we'll get back to in a minute, why is it called Titus Esther? Why isn't it called Titus Mordechai? Why isn't it called Titus Haman? Why isn't it called Titus Purim? There's a lot of things we can call it. It doesn't seem unique to Esther. Esther asked Mordechai to gather the Jews and to fast for her. It wasn't the day before Purim that they were fasting. It was Pesach time that they were fasting. And we know that there's one unique, that, that Titus Esther is different than the other fasts over the rest of the year. Titus Esther is the only fast that's a happy fast, right? There are fasts that have to do with Tshuva. There are fasts that have to do with mourning over the base of Mikdash. Tainus Esther is a Tainus of Simcha. Tainus Esther is a Tainus that we're that we're 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 re, we're reconfirming this notion that when we fast and we do tshuva and we ask Hashem for something, Hashem, it's guaranteed that we're that we're going to be successful, whether it's the way we expect it or not. But it's guaranteed success. So when we fast tomorrow, we're reminding ourselves of this that Tainus Esther that a, that the, a Jew has tremendous power in his Tainus that he could he could invoke Hashem's Rachmim and Hashem's Yeshuas by by fasting. That's a joyous day. Tainus Esther is a happy day. There's no, there's no mourning. There's no sitting in shul, clopping al chaitz. It's a happy day. There's no greater joy than to know that when we dive into Hashem, Hashem listens to us. That's the greatest joy in the world. And that's what Tainus Esther comes to remind us. There's a famous schooler that goes around every year before Purim. You probably got it a hundred times today by email or by WhatsApp that says that from the Kava Yosher, he says that Titus Esther is a great day for 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 tefillahs to be uh, to be answered in the schus of Mordechai and Esther, and anybody who needs anything should daven, and he should take some time for himself on Titus Esther, and he should say that the capital Tehillim of Ayelas Hashachar, capital Chav Beis, which the Gemara in Yuma Daf Chav Tes and the Gemara in Megillah and Daf Tes Vav says these refer to Esther, to, to, these refer to Esther Ayelas Hashachar is Esther. And after he says that capital, he sh- a person should pour out his heart to Hashem and to know that in this chus of Mordechai and Esther, Hashem will, Hashem will answer us and Hashem, and Hashem will listen to our tefillahs. So Tainus Esther is a tremendously happy day. And it's to remind us that Hashem listens to our tefillahs. That's the point of Tainus Esther and then the Megillah and Purim. And it's no coincidence that we're still fasting when we listen to the Megillah, for the most part. We're fasting when we still when we listen to the Megillah. Right? Megillah is really that bridge, tomorrow night's Megillah at least, is the bridge between Titus Esther going into Purim. We go in with the Megillah. The Megillah is also this, uh, this whole idea of reminding ourselves that, that Hashem is here, He's listening to us. And even if things seem a little bit dark right now, Hashem is creating all the miracles of Purim, without getting into this, this is a whole nother shir, but all the p- p- miracles of Purim are v'nehapachu, right? The very lottery that Haman thought he was going to kill us with, with, that's what that's what fixes that's what brings us our Yeshua. Haban thinks he's being put on the horse and ridden around town to to great acclaim, and it's Mordechai instead. Every all of the Yeshuas come through the darkness. The Gemara Megillah Tezvav that we just mentioned asks a question and gives, if I remember correctly, twelve answers. The Gemara asks, why did Esther invite Haman to the Suda? Right? Why did he, she have to invite Haman to the Suda? Why couldn't she go talk to Achashverosh privately and have Achashverosh kill Haman? Right? Why does she need Haman there? And the Gemara offers, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's twelve answers. One of those answers is from Rabbi Nehemiah. Rabbi Nehemiah says, Yisrael, We have a sister in the king's house, and thereby they will stop davening for Rachmim. You know why Esther invited Haman according to Rav Nehemiah? Because she knew that the Jews knew that she was one of theirs. And they're going to think, oh, we have, we, have, we have the queen in, in our corner. She's going to take care of us. We don't have to daven. Right? We know the Jews talk like this all the time. Right? Uh, uh, there's, uh, the, 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 the president's son-in-law is in the White House. He's one of ours. He's Jewish. He'll save us. Right? And they don't 
they don't daven because they think that somebody else is going to save them. Esther wanted the Jews to think she was on Haman's side. She was in, in on it with Haman. She had turned. Remember, she's there six years. She could have turned. She could have forgot her background. She could have She could have turned. She wanted them, Dafka, to think that she was friendly with Haman, that she was not somebody who was looking to destroy Haman. That would make them daven because she knew, she understood that the Yeshua was only through davening to Hashem for Rachamim. It would have been very easy for the Jews at that time to say, oh, you know what, Esther, Achashverosh loves Esther. We know it's a famous love story. It was world-renowned. It was in all the papers. She'll work it out for us. Esther did not want them relying on that. Turn to Hashem. You want to know where Jews Yeshua comes from? You daven to Hashem. You fast for to Hashem. And that's why it's called Tainus Esther. Esther invited Haman to the Suda. Esther invited Haman to the Suda in order to get the Jewish people to fast and to daven. So Tainus Esther, when we're, when we're remembering and we're reminding ourselves and we're reminding future generations, our children, our grandchildren, that the salvation comes through davening and fasting to Hashem, connecting to Hashem. And we have this power, we have this guarantee, as the Pasuk we quoted from Devarim says, we have this guarantee that we, we call it Tainus Esther because she's the one who who motivated us to recognize this, to put to 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 put to put all of our all of our our faith in this, and that's why after Mashiach comes, Purim and Megillah have to stand. Other books of Navi, of other books of Ksuvim, other Yamim Tovim could be abolished, but this is something we always have to know. This is something that will never expire, that will never go out of style. This is something that we always have to know. The lessons of Purim and Megillah that a Jew always has to connect to Hashem and always talk to Hashem and. Speak Beg Hashem and, talk, and, and daven to Hashem. Th- that, those lessons are timeless. Those will never be able to be nullified. And that's why we say in Sheshanis Yaakov, Chuasam Hayisa Lanetzach, eternal, even after Mashiach comes. And we say, a person who trusts Hashem will never be embarrassed. Eternal, netzach, eternal. It will never change. This is something that, this is the way a Jew lives. This is part of who we are. This is in our DNA. And that's why the, the, the Medrash learns it from this Pasuk, V'yimeha Purim Ha'ela, these days of Purim, Yavru Yehudim. They will never pass from the Jewish people. This is who we are, it's part of us. And just this, we see there's another interesting word in the Sheshanis Yaakov, it comes up twice, which says, All who hate you, every, all those who hate you, will never be embarrassed, will never be ashamed. Whoever put their trust in you. What, what, why the word kol and twice? Kol koivecha and kol achoisim. It could have said, You could cross out the two calls. It doesn't seem to change the meaning. So the Svasemis explains this. He says, Kol, the word Kol tells me that even those who are not worthy. Don't think that this all, everything we're saying until now, that a person davens, Hashem guarantees he'll listen. Ah, oh, that's for tzaddikim, that's for big talmid chachamim, rabbonim, right? No, the, the, the Shoshanis Yaakov tells us, Kol, everybody, every Jew has this ability. Whoever puts their betachem, their faith, their, their emunah in Hashem will be answered. Even if they're not worthy of being answered. Even if they don't have the right amount of mitzvahs. Even if they've done terrible averas. If we trust in Hashem and we have betachem in Hashem, we are guaranteed. We are guaranteed, as, as the Yalkut Shemaini says, that... Uh, Right, based on the Pasuk in Tehillim, that somebody who, 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 who is, even if he's a Russia, but if he trusts in Hashem, Hashem's kindness will, 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 will engulf him. So I see that part took a little bit longer than I thought. We talked about Tainas Esther, we talked about Purim. I just want to connect to Tzav, and I'll do it very briefly in just a minute or two, that we have, um, uh, there's a mitzvah in this week's parsha. Uh, it's a mitzvah, that if you have leftovers of karbonos, on the third day, then you have to burn it in fire. 
This Pasuk is said in connection with the carbon Taida, the Thanksgiving offering, but it really applies to all Karbanas. If you let the carbon, uh, um, if you let the carbon stay longer than it's supposed to, you have to burn it, right? It becomes puzzle and you have to burn it. And the Sefer Achinoch, when he offers the reason for this mitzvah, I'll read you just a few lines and then we'll wrap it up. I think it doesn't need much more explanation. It says, Yesh Bedava Remez, there's a hint in this mitzvah, El habitachon b'ashem yisparachu. That it's there's a hint to this in having trust and faith in Hashem. Bitachon shlo yehi adam chaynik atzmai b'machaloi yoisim edel atzniel yoyim hamachar. A person shouldn't choke himself with his food more than he needs because he's worried about tomorrow. The mitzvah of Noisar says, Hashem says, I'm giving you this food to eat at a certain time. You save it for more than that, you passel the whole thing. And the truth is, that is the level of betachan. That when a person thinks Hashem creates, creates the world for us to work in a certain way, we, we're supposed to go with that. When we try to sort of outsmart, uh, outsmart having betachan Hashem, I have enough money put away, I have enough business coming in, I have everything I need, right? And, 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 and that prevents a person, what well, we talked about, the entire message of Purim and Tainus Esther to turn to Hashem, to daven to Hashem, to know that Hashem is the is the our, our our address and our only address for everything. So when a person a person goes beyond what he's supposed to do, so Noisar doesn't kick in right away. The person is allowed to eat it for a day or two days, right, depending on the carbon. There's a certain amount that Hashem wants a person to do, right? We're supposed to take reasonable steps. We're supposed to do some ishtadlis. But when you try to overdo it, when you try to go too far. That's when it's called nicer and it becomes puzzle. How is that possible? This thing that was just five minutes ago was a carbon. Now it's puzzle and it has to be burnt. The The idea is that Hashem says, you because when you save it more than what I told you to save it for, and you save it for longer than I told you, you're no longer looking to me. You're no longer davening to me. You're no longer putting your faith and your trust into me. And that becomes puzzle. Something kodesh, something that's hegdish, that is holy and sanctified, can become puzzle with that change in attitude. And that's really the message of Purim and going into Shabbos Tzav, right? We'll finish Purim late Thursday night. I'm sure the Sudas will go very late. We'll go into Tzav with this message. We have to remember that yes, there part of creation is that there's certain levels of Ishtadlis, but we have to remember that that's not what brings the success. What brings success, what brings us the things we need, what brings us the salvation and the redemptions is turning to Hashem. And that's the whole mitzvah of Purim. And that's why it will never be abolished and it'll go into Yemais HaMashiach that we should be able to see in Merz Hashem this Purim bring us to, to the Mashiach, and we'll and we'll we'll continue to even if Mashiach comes now before the Megillah, as we just learned, we're going to still read the Megillah because this lesson never goes never goes away. This is part of who we are, so we should be zeichet to see Mashiach come. And I wish you all a freilich and lichtig and purim and a beautiful wonderful Shabbos.